0: It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Back to the show. The music world moves fast. Want to stay up to date on the latest albums and get in-depth examinations with the artists? Check out Consequence of Sound, the podcast. Bite-sized album reviews for the music fan on the go who wants to stay in the know and much more. Subscribe to the series on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider and let the writers of Consequence of Sound steer you right. Check it out at consequenceofsound.net slash COSPodcast. Consequence Podcast Network.
2: Pod people out there. I'm your host, Leo Phillips. I'm giggling because I called you pod people again. This is another episode of This Must Be the Gig. It's your little backstage pass to the world of live music. Each and every week, I bring you a fascinating conversation from the beating heart of the live music and performance scene. Lately, that's really just me talking to musicians that I love. In the past, I've had festival founders. In the future, I'll have choreographers. Uh, comedians actors and really anyone obsessed with performance in the way that uh, we are but before we dig into this week's fantastic interview which i love uh, let's check in with our constant companion here at tmbtg studios engineer adam hello hi hi, hi. god we just get worse every <laughs>
0: week it's like we don't know how to say hello to each other I know
2: how are you i feel i can't ask this question to anyone lately um because it is too loaded but how are you doing
0: i am doing
2: you doing
0: i'm living i'm living oh. life large and in charge i
2: nearly smacked my face into the microphone i'd like to tell everybody <laughs> that
0: that's the kind of week I'd it
2: love is. To of that. is i'm
0: incapable of giving an emotion to how i'm doing and you're hitting your face on the mic I think, that's the I kind think of week doing
2: well Nobody I, gives a SH1T as well. This is a very PC show if, yeah, you haven't, yeah, no if you're cursing. only tuning now. Hey, kid. Hey, five-year-old yeah, No kid. curses.
0: What do you think this is? Harry Potter?
2: Anyway, listen, don't you dare.
0: That was a good joke. That was such a good joke. Yeah. Hey.
2: Oh, my God.
0: But I am also, if I'm going to ascribe an emotion, let's say I'm happy because of the new national song that came out
2: i know can you believe it i can because i've been holding it a secret for a while
0: you knew about this i did i'm a
2: big fan i'm a massive fan and the best part of the national is how no one knows that you can actually run to national songs they're all like you're emo you're weepy stop crying get with the love of your life don't die (laughs) And I'm all like, run to terrible love, and you'll feel
0: better about yourself. That makes sense. I could see that.
2: There's a lot of running songs in this new album, too. Oh, you have
0: the whole album? Oh, my God. Let's not talk well, about I'm it. Maybe I'm
2: allowed to say that. Maybe what's, I'm allowed what's to say the, that.
0: What's the album called? I don't recall.
2: Um, I Am Easy to Find.
0: And you know what else is easy to find?
2: <laughs> what?
0: Our episode with the Nationals' Aaron Dessner <laughs> Oh, from gosh. Last I year. totally
2: forgot about that. So yes. if
0: uh, you're hungry for more national talk, if you're... Really oh, eager so to lovely. learn more? Go back and listen to that episode. We talk about Boston and We talk about his origins in performance. It's a great chat.
2: Do you know what else gives me a similar jolt of energy to new national news? What's that? This week's guest.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: So what is so wonderful about this moment is that I was scheduled to interview Natalie Press during Iceland Airwaves in November last year, just a few months ago, and i thought i was okay going in and out of the cold cold outside hot clubs whilst also desperately clutching at the last bouts of health that i had in my in my body
0: i feel like this is gonna take a turn
2: and i got laryngitis
0: oh my god (laughs)
2: the laryng. no i got laryngitis um I bet you somebody went, oh my god, she doesn't know how to pronounce laryngitis. Or,
0: like I just did in my head. Is that how they pronounce it in (laughs) South Africa?
2: Laryngitis. 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 Um, Anyway, I got laryngitis, lost my voice during a time where I was taken to a festival to use my voice. (laughs) And it wasn't only I laughed but upset. only because it's so sad. It's so sad. It's one of those moments where like you have to stand in front of a mirror and cry and watch yourself cry. Cuz I was so sad not only because I missed out on so many opportunities. You know, it's the, Iceland is a really special place and interviewing someone there is uh, kind of a dream. Mm-hmm. And this was the first year with my podcast after going for so many years and I couldn't interview her and I had to cancel and I never cancel. I will do it even from my bed in my (laughs) nightgown. But I didn't want her to get sick because she means a lot. I feel like last year's album, The Future and the Past, was just uh, the latest in a wave of her really mind-blowing successes. It was a record that absolutely breaks my heart and also sends it soaring. With a lot of fire and a lot of fury. And, you know, awareness sometimes comes in the way of like pivotal, life-changing moments. And her music allows you to feel in those moments instead of stopping you Right. from feeling.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And it's always evolving the more you listen to it. And she's just this open, vibrant soul, whether that means mining classical orchestral pop or soul or indie rock there's just a really beautiful blend and watching it live was even better
0: i can only imagine i haven't seen her live yet but in this incredible chat
2: there's a band and
0: in this incredible chat you and natalie discuss what it's like being a solo musician out on tour performing an aretha franklin song with grammy winner casey musgraves on their (laughs) joint tour designing her own costumes, her indie punk roots, and so much more. So
2: much more. This whole conversation was just really and truly lovely. And I feel as if it glows with a similar light as her records and her music. And I found I learned so much about her. And I already thought very smugly that I knew a lot about her from just listening to her music and chatting to her added that beautiful level that beautiful extra dimension to wh- who she is and what she how, how we really need her in this industry as well
0: that's so beautiful yeah and once you've heard the chat if you feel similarly leave us a note about it on twitter instagram or facebook at tmb pod
2: i think we should say it now i'm really bad at twitter and we've tweeted once
0: uh, we'll do better
2: we'll do better you can tweet at COS's that's true instagram
0: they'll be posting about it but better yet leave your own best concert experience your first concert experience is a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts which includes stitcher and spotify google google podcast spotify Overcast,
2: apple so stitcher. many options
0: so leave us a five star review there. We'll shout you out on a future episode of the show. Do you know who gets this week's shout out?
2: I love this moment too.
0: Nick Stauskus.
2: Nick Nick Stauskus?
0: Which is the name of a professional basketball player. Oh. I'm, wondering Nick's, Nick's, I'm wondering if this is the real Nick I'm wondering if this is the real Nick Stauskus.
2: Well, of course, didn't you know our prime audience is the NBA former
0: Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Do you want to know a funny story about Nick Stauskus? I swear sure. it'll take 30 seconds. One day, they were talking about him. You realized I had trouble saying his name just then.
2: Yeah, Nick Stauskas. They, talki-
0: they were talking about him on the broadcast and in the closed captioning, somebody who was typing up the closed captioning. Abs- ac-
2: accidentally. Absident-
0: <laughs> accidentally. Oh,
2: <my> accidentally.
0: <laughs> Absent-mindedly and accidentally. Of course, it was intentional. Shit. We somebody, shouldn't
2: talk for a living.
0: Somebody wrote Sauce Castillo <laughs> instead of Nick Stauskas. <laughs> Which is perhaps the greatest <laughs> so nickname good. in sports history. Nick so
2: Sauce Castillo. This
0: goes out to Nick Sauce Castillo Stauskis. Do you think uh, the
2: person was hungry? I'm sure. But let us not be delayed. This is me and Natalie Press. Enjoy! <laughs>
3: I get sick a lot. Yeah. Like, I really do, and um, I don't, I think maybe it's because I'm in a van with, like, five other people, mm-hmm. and they get sick, and then it's just, like, it just all goes around, and it's hard to, like, really stay healthy and get proper sleep or when you're on the road, and you're up late, and you're eating foods that you don't normally eat, and you just have, like, you have a routine, but not really, you know, or it's just, like, a little, your body is, you know, being thrusted into yeah. forward motion for just hours every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um and uh yeah it's it's hard on your body. Um but uh recently on this uh January tour that I did with uh Casey Musgraves yes. um,
1: my guitar player
3: has a son. My guitar player has a son and I think he's just exposed to more germs than I am. And he came into the van sick as a dog and I was like oh man (laughs) and like I just know that like I get sick very easily and so of course like a few days later I end up getting really sick oh my gosh and so then I end up I go to three doctors and I'm like the first two I'm like please give me steroids something I can't Finally, the third one gave me some steroids, and I was—that's <laughs> like the—that is the very last resort, because mm. um, mm. you don't want to get like use that as a crutch by any means. No. You want to learn how to like, um, you know, work around your sickness. But th- it was so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. I'm
2: so sorry. Did but you have I, you, you, yeah. did you? you didn't have to cancel any shows or anything. You got the medication no, and it got I better. Didn't-
3: yeah, and like I even did a tiny desk performance, and I was so sick, but I was just on the steroids. Oh <laughs> so, no! You know, like so, notes did come out of my face. But, <laughs> I mean, I can hear it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like really stuffed up in that yeah. video, but whatever. Um, I think only you, least, you can know, hear but,
2: that. You know what I mean? That's something because yeah. we all obviously yeah. have our own uh critic inside of us right. so i'm sure but yeah. i'm sure that wasn't a fun experience because it's such a big milestone something like the npr yeah. tiny desk so i can only I imagine know, that I, was, like, disappointing. I might
3: have to cancel it yeah yeah, yeah.
2: it was which i didn't want to do yeah Yeah. of course and i think people don't really realize that you know there's all these things like just get good rest and eat well you know all those things apply if you are at home and you know in one temperature (laughs) um yeah you know things like that like i feel like since i moved to chicago in your own bed uh, you know and and you just, you're just not, I'm just not used to all the different seasons. Mm. And when you're traveling, mm-hmm. you're also in that gross plain air and you're breathing in yep. other people's um, bodies. <laughs> it's yep. very awful. Um, yeah. But I, I'm yes. glad to hear that you kind of aren't somebody who you know it sounds like you don't take it lightly and you do look after yourself, which is really important, definitely not, yeah,
3: yeah, I don't drink, I don't really drink on the road, yeah I, I realize like that does nothing but damage my immune system, so um, yeah, maybe I'll have like a tiny sip of whiskey after the show, but no i I, I really try to keep drinking to a minimum, and I take a lot of vitamin C and B12. Um, I always take my multivitamin. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's I, good.
3: It's I, really it, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I always feel like such a dork, but <laughs> uh, I always feel like such a dork. Um, but we had Stella Donnelly from um, yes. Australia. She was opening for us for like a month. And she doesn't, she drinks less than I, I mean, she doesn't drink a drop. Nothing. And I was like, oh, I feel... So much better now <laughs> yeah
2: i also don't drink i think it's i feel like yeah. it's such a easy way to do your job in a really a productive way <laughs> it's like what yeah. you know n- not drinking and uh, not that a sip or two or a drink or two affects you but i certainly think that there's so many better ways to put your focus especially now that we're all collectively yeah. feeling that slump um and that heaviness i think drinking is yeah. certainly not yeah. but i th- also think it's kind of an old trope the whole rock and roll yeah. musician getting drunk and i mean there's still obviously bands out there doing that but i definitely yeah. don't think that it's the healthiest route and especially th- since everything's on social media um you mm-hmm. know bands will get scrutinized right. more than than uh, Kind of applauded for their genius, you know. If they're like all sloshed around the stage, <laughs> I don't think that's yes. very attractive yeah, yeah, yeah. or appealing. True. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's good that you get to also work with people that are in that same level as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm do you get to choose who you bring out? Yeah, I do. I do, which is so
3: nice. Mm. Um, yeah, I I've always uh, been. Like, no, I, I, I want to pick who I, I bring out, you know, and sometimes mm. they're like, well, th- this person would help you sell some tickets, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm like, ah, well, no, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the other
1: person. <laughs>
3: good. Yeah, good.
2: <laughs> yeah. I've been pretty stubborn about it. <laughs> no, I think that's really important, especially since nothing that you do is for the benefit of selling tickets primarily. Of course, you want to sell tickets. This is your livelihood. But you're certainly not making yeah. artistic decisions for that outcome. So right. why would you start at the person who's opening I know. for you? I think it's strange. Exactly. And especially exactly. touring, there's a lot of pressure already. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's 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 hard enough already being out there and like, why would I want somebody opening for me or I'm I don't, you know, maybe I'm not really into what the music they're making or they're an asshole. Like, no, I want yeah. somebody, like, like uh, somebody that I want to support and like hang out with and get to know and I believe in what they're doing and. Yeah, that's very important to me.
2: Did you yeah. did you have a bad experience that set you off on this motion and toward picking and being very picky over who you want to have, or did you, or have you just always been that way?
3: I think I've always been that way. I mean, it didn't. You know, this has started. Um, you know, a long time ago. You know, as I've been playing music since I was in first grade I wrote my first song in first grade and then like started a girl group in elementary (laughs) school and started my first like band in middle school and then just like kept playing in bands and so I have a lot of experience with like who do I want to play with Mm, (laughs) you know mm -hmm. like I have a lot of years under my belt with like you know and then like being in Nashville Tennessee like I moved to Nashville in 2006 and then lived there till 2015 and moved to Richmond. And now I'm back in Nashville. And like, so I feel like just like playing around town, everybody and their mom plays music and is in a band in Nashville. So you get a lot of, uh, you know, you get a lot of practice with like figuring out who are my people? What do I like? Who do I want to associate myself with? Even though it's just like, you're playing your music and but, you know, you're you're kind of like strategically in Nashville, especially you can't just like throw yourself onto any gig. You have to be pretty strategic about it because it's a music town and like you don't want to oversaturate yourself. You know, you want to you have to play the Nashville game a little bit, you know, so I feel like I already had some experience with that. So I, I always have been very. Very picky.
2: (laughs) No, I think, and especially because people don't really understand, everybody just knows Nashville for, you know, everything that it stands for, but they don't really know the ins and outs and how tricky it is to navigate and make sure that Mm -hmm. you are on the right path and servicing yourself mm-hmm. like it's difficult to foresee whatever your moves are today what they're going to do for you in a few years you know it all affects it um yeah. but wait so you started in yep. first grade what what was the yeah. what made you start were you writing or just uh, doing cover songs what what, what what were you doing?
3: Yeah, no, I, I wrote, <clears throat> I wrote my first song in first grade. Um, I've always been very interested in music just naturally. Um, my dad is not a professional musician and was not, he like wasn't home, you know, a lot. He would get home super late from his job. Um, but sometimes he would play acoustic guitar. And he, okay. my dad has written music you know um and so he would play acoustic guitar sometimes just in the living room and then I would be like "Ooh, what are you playing (laughs) yeah and and he'd be like oh I'm just making it up I'm like oh cool like that sounds fun I want to make up a song people write songs great like I'm gonna write a song just like my dad and so I played um my parents had this like electric piano and um Uh, I wrote a song about finding the last tulip on earth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like this like total fantasy, like weird apocalyptic, like.
2: (laughs) Okay, hang on. That is the coolest thing. But how did did you know when you were younger that life was (laughs) going to be so terrible? (laughs) But you found beauty Uh, in that one tulip. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I am the youngest. Okay. I'm the youngest of three and I feel oh, like me too, yeah. Maybe
3: I was exposed to some things that like you know, like my older sister and brother, you know, not really you know, I think maybe I I just knew of like sadness in the world or yes. something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just <laughs> like it was like this this subconscious thing and like this super fantasy, I mean, I've always been a super like in my own world kind of person, and especially when I was growing up at my parents' house, I was just like this total freak, weirdo kid, <laughs> you know, I was definitely like the kid that lived in her bedroom and like mm. never came out, <laughs> mm. yeah, you know or or like was just like always out doing something so um yeah i uh so that was like my music became my like way that I knew how to express myself and I took it and it was a way like, Oh, people like are paying attention to me when I play music. And like, it was also something that I really loved to do and like could do for hours alone in my room, just like playing piano, like my little electric keyboard and like playing little games with myself. Um, Like I developed like not perfect pitch, but it's kind of close. Like, playing just playing little games with myself like blindfolding myself and like hitting a note on the keyboard and like being like okay that's a b flat like and then taking the blindfold off and being like oh my god yay you know (laughs) (laughs) just like just like really like got super into it figuring out other people's music um and then um I, the two girls that lived on my cul-de-sac I was just like we should start a girl group and write songs and perform on my neighbor's front porch and like invite the whole neighborhood and
2: <laughs> I mean I feel like that's wonderful yeah. it's really and yeah. also especially because in if you were inherently kind of introverted as such I I don't yes. I don't I don't use that word lightly extreme. if you if you yeah. are that way and if you were that way when you were younger, the fact that you found music as a way not to express yourself, as people say, but to really just figure out how life works. I think that that's yeah. instead of conversations, because, you you know, it's like a love language. We all use different yeah. tools in order to communicate with each other. And the fact that that was yeah. your way is so interesting. Yeah. I can't believe you started so young. I didn't realize it. It's, it's yeah. amazing. yeah and it was like the only
3: way i really knew how to like connect with people and like hang out with people like well we can do this to as long as we're doing like this thing together i'll feel like i'm the leader and i know, i know what to do and like this is very natural to me and like yeah let's hang out we can do this thing together but anytime it was just like hanging out with people and like talking or like doing girl thing you know you know or like whatever you know you know what I mean? Like talking about boys or something. I just girl didn't step. really know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, girl stuff. Like, girl stuff. Con-
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Da-da. Girl stuff. Girl stuff. It's so true. Boys. <laughs> boys, hair. <laughs> Makeup.
2: Oh, yeah. No, but it's but, true. I mean, it's a
3: Kid of the 90s, like that was still just like, what? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I mm-hmm. feel like girls nowadays, it's it's different. So maybe. different. I don't, I don't know. We used yeah, to like yeah.
2: play with. We used to like take CDs. Like when CDs came out, which was like I don't even know when we got it in South Africa, but I remember we. It would be a whole party. Like I remember when I got the Tony Braxton oh CD and like ah. we took the Tony Braxton CD and like we opened up the leaflet and all read it. And that was like our girl uh. cool party. And then we had like, we, we uh. would just run around so and, cool. and play. It was so play orientated. It wasn't like none of us was stuck. I don't know, judging each yeah. other, which I feel like is a horrible trait of what social media can potentially do to younger girls now I'm very grateful of how I grew up I'm sure everyone in the generations before us were saying the same thing right right that's true yeah because can you imagine now going up to a bunch of girls living in your cul-de-sac if you aren't like the cool girl can you imagine saying like hey you guys want to make music and then they'll be like no you (laughs) you know like put you in the trash can how many followers do you have (laughs) (laughs) Let me see how many colors yeah. you have
3: before I make this decision. Okay, let me
2: boomerang this moment, and then, No, but it's true. Yeah. It's really it's it's kind totally. of it's kind of a a heavenly sweet spot that 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 you landed in. But did you did you always have a sense that you would be a musician or an artist of some kind? Because I think there's a big difference between knowing what you love and what is natural versus knowing what you want to do and what you want to pursue. Yeah.
3: I mean, I don't think I really knew what it meant to get there. I had no idea what it meant to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, all I would see were just, like, people on MTV and VH1 and, like, be so... Um, like, the making... or Behind the music, that show, when that came out, was like, oh, my God, they're showing me the... They're unlocking all the secrets, you know? Yes. <laughs>
1: um,
3: yeah, I I think I, I did. I knew um, I wanted to be... I was like, I just want to be famous. That's all I knew when I was a kid. Like, I'm going to be like, yeah, Tony Braxton and Whitney Houston and Robin, you know. Um, Because, you know, Robin was popular in the 90s. Yes. You know. (laughs) Yeah. I was obsessed with her. I know. Me Um, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I I had no idea what it meant to get there. And then in high school... I got more into like the DIY punk um, that kind of music scene, but I still was like the outcast of that world um, because I wasn't playing, wasn't playing punk music or hardcore music. Um, But it it definitely was, it started like, okay, wait, I have to work really hard and like, you know, be around all of these boys because I was literally the only girl that was in bands um that I knew of at least and like I feel like I would have heard of a, another girl like yes. so, so into the music scene in my in my area um and uh just being like okay like this is gonna be a long process I have a long way to go because like oh that band is playing at that bigger venue or opening for that band i like I'm not doing that yet So what do I have to do to get there? And just realizing, like, it's not about, like, I can write songs in my room all day, every day, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, I have to, like, you know, figure out arrangements and figure out, like, how I can be somebody that people want to, like, go see. And, like, people want to ask me to open for them. Like, so that started in high school. Um, That realization because before it was just a way to like express myself and like, Mm. check it out, you know, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it was shit music, you know what I mean? You know, probably to everybody
2: else, like to me, it was like, this is who I am. Um. (laughs) Yes. No, but I mean, (laughs) Um, like you attach that, you attach that uh, persona to it immediately. If it's something that's yours and you created it when you were younger, your brain was still forming and still bubbling. And so those are always Mm -hmm. important, but with this, were yeah. there certain things then in high school and then as you got older about the process that you were surprised to learn, things that you maybe wish someone would have told you, you know, when you first started out? Just
3: understanding that it's a business. That has mm-hmm. that didn't sink in until even like much later than that even. I think if I had like approached – not that – Okay. Because I am 100% all about, like, for most of my musical life, it has been mm-hmm. about how do I express myself artistically in a way that, like, yes. And I and I still fully believe that. But I feel like maybe I've made some decisions that, like, or, like, I could have helped myself in the beginning a little more. Um, like, right. I got offered pub- a publishing deal, like, you know, uh, outside of when I graduated college and like that. And I said, no, because I was just like, no, no, I want to own everything. And like, which is true. Like, I, I don't know. I think I I wish I would have maybe talked to more people or maybe I wish I would have like, yeah, not have been so scared. Mm. I still struggle with this. Um, reaching out to people and asking questions because I always feel like I'm bothering people and I don't want to yeah. bother people. And I also yeah. come from the mentality, like I was raised in a family, like figure it out yourself, Yes,
2: you know? So, Absolutely. and like,
3: and if you can't figure it out, then that's your own problem. So, and I've never, it's never been taught to me to like ask others like about their lives and how they made it work. Maybe just finding more um, female seeking them out and not being scared to reach out to them and ask them how they navigate the music world. Maybe. I think, I think that's what I would do because I've just been, yeah, just like figuring out. Myself,
2: (laughs) but (laughs) I understand that in a way because I feel like Mm -hmm. I've come from a similar background as such. In I never really, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't go to university where they were like, "Here's a bunch of contacts, get to know them, find a mentor." You know, ours was like, "Get out there, you're in the sharks. Like you with the sharks, they're gonna bite and like just run." You know, so I I feel like, yeah, yeah. and I feel like that obviously (laughs) forms different uh, pockets of behavioral um it's yeah. it's a different level that you are then putting towards your work as well because you aren't only following either people you're certainly you are inspired by the people but then you're certainly figuring things out in a slower at a slower pace which I find is slower actually, pace. yeah I mean that's necessary sometimes um but I can imagine right. in the music industry things go so fast so finding yes. someone who can help is really quite important but i don't think as yeah. you said you know it's just what you've learned now i certainly don't think it would have drastically changed things maybe you would have right. found your way back to where you are now but it could have just been a different route there um right but it is maybe interesting it a little more like secure yeah, than just kind exactly of like, oh boy like what the hell here. <laughs> you know. I, know, I always feel yeah. like that i always say i feel like one of those like what i don't know what the i think it's like in one of the movies where she turns into a big balloon it could be a harry potter movie probably um and she turns into a balloon and she just floats in the air and i always feel like i always feel like that yeah like somebody's like Perfect. inflated my insides and then i'm just hovering <laughs> in the yeah in, in yeah. space Somebody get me down yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, th- yeah, I feel yeah, like navigating yeah. that is, is well, navigating the industry in general as a woman, as somebody yeah. who makes your own, uh, you, you you make and perform and you're part of the process at every stage. Yeah. That's a different level yeah. of focus and attention that's needed. Right. And I, I right. don't know, do you find like you're open to that now or do you feel like you're on a path where you are touring a lot and people, you know, people know who you are. They listen to your music. They love your music. Do you find like you still need to have that support system around you?
3: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, And I'm getting better at it, like Mm. for sure. Like even just, uh, you know, women that are younger than me, you know, or, you know, just, just being in contact with, being intentional and like about keeping in touch with people and like, they're not in my life really at all, except for on the internet. But like, yes, just, uh, it's comforting to know that like, there's so many women out there doing exactly what I'm doing. And a lot of them are doing better than me. And, and, and then just like making sure I, yeah, just like check in, and just feeling like we are like, I'm here to support you. And like, mm. I and I'm investing because I want to feel supported too, you know? Um, yeah. I think it's really important. I, cause I, I don't want to be alone out here doing, I mean, being a solo artist is so crazy. It's such a mentally, like it just messes with you. Like, you know, you're yeah. just in your own head constantly and you're, am I doing things right? Am I, am I working hard enough? Am I, you're constantly questioning yourself and all of your decisions. At least I am, maybe not other people are, but yeah. Um, you know, and I'm uh, and I want to be the best I can be. I want to be genuinely myself and I want to be like positive. And, um, and I feel like I have to make sure I have people around me and like, know that there's people out there that have my, Back in order to feel safe to keep doing this weird job, you know, because you're really just like putting yourself out there 100 percent of the time, you know, to be scrutinized Mm -hmm. and to be torn down. Um, So it's uh, I mean, yeah, it's very, very important. Yeah, I I definitely like feeling like I'm alone in this um, would be. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like yeah
3: so paralyzing to me
2: <laughs> I'm sure especially considering yeah, yeah. how many amazing people you've worked with and you know you even mm-hmm. mentioned Casey you were just touring with her and there's so many people around you that you can that, that mm-hmm. can give you that access to feeling part of a group but I understand sometimes like which part of the process then is completely yours and will never be Shared, you know, because obviously you have your amazing band that I love. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you guys just play so well together. Um, how yeah. so? Is there any part of the process then that is absolutely just private and and it's it's just yours?
3: Songwriting. Um, I mean, I I do co-write a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm just like I I come to the table pretty prepared with what I want to do um and a lot of the time when I reach out to somebody like let's collaborate and I I've found out about myself I only like working with people that I trust I really like um I don't like being in a room with somebody I don't know for Mm. many reasons and it's not their fault it's it's just uh our culture it's just like me and what I feel comfortable with but um absolutely I uh yeah, I, I I, most of the time when I'm coming into like work with somebody, I have a big chunk of it written already or I have okay. like, I want to do this kind of song. Um, so that's definitely like, like my like what I want to do artistically and like what I want to say and like the kind of music that I want to make, you know, sonically everything is. I'm thinking about it constantly, like, because I'm, I'm such a fan of music. There's always music on in my, in my house. And, um, and I am always thinking about the possibilities of what I could do next. And like what, you know, yeah. Like what I want to say and like every, everything, you know, it, cause it's that, that's the fun part for me is like the blank slate mm. and mm. and what yeah I mean I'm also my own stylist um
2: I oh you are all, I like, love all, your outfits yeah sorry to thank subject you, you, to,
0: <laughs> but I, you. yeah it's so yeah. great
2: like I yeah, went nuts you. when I was shooting your show yeah. It, like, you've just made it so easy for people to shoot the shows as well because the light catches, like, when you wear the shiny, I think you're wearing something silver mm. and Iceland, and I was just like, whoa, look at those light beams. Yeah, thank it's, you. That's yeah, super cool. Um, and my
3: manager was like, man, you saved us, like, thousands of dollars. People pay so much money to have yes. people <laughs> you know, do, do that for, for them. You. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have, I mean, it's, I'm very limited on, like, what i can spend but like my outfits are homemade um you know and i have like my friends my friend in brooklyn make some pieces and like this like old man that i befriended in richmond like yeah so so it's just like i have to kind of work around that and then um yeah and then just like the overall like you know like basically like everything like i have my hands on for sure like i like i'm so like i said i'm you know very picky very particular about what i want to be out there and um as image wise and like everything i have my hands on yeah. so um for better for worse you know i feel like sometimes i'm I'm like saying no to things because I'm just like, no, I, mm,
2: you know, comfortable. but maybe it would have been
3: good, but maybe yeah. it would have been good, but you know, I'll never know. But,
2: but yeah, I think you've to trust yourself, yeah. you know, just as you want to be around people that you have to trust and that you want to trust. Mm-hmm. I think yes. that that's with yourself as well. And so any decisions you make, it's writing, you know, it's like you can say something in a million ways, you know, how it goes, yeah. but you choose a certain word Um, For a certain moment So I I feel like that applies to Opportunities as well you know, if, if it yeah, is right, I'm right. sure your gut is very loud and it's served you very well so far, you know. So I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. But is there a reason why yeah. you want to do all of it yourself? I mean, I love that you choose everything and that you're picky, but mm-hmm. is there a reason? Is it just because you haven't found a crew or a team that you want to work closely with, or just because this really is the most resourceful way and it just kind of cuts corners and really keeps you? focused like yeah. it doesn't let you you know wonder about in yeah. that horrible you know
3: i mean it, it uh you know having my hands in like you know uh like all the visual like the branding um like w- music video like just like the image and gen- you know all of that stuff i have um a strong passion for visual art as well and i used to i went to a magnet school for visual arts, um, used to like always be painting and blah, blah, blah and sketchbook. And so I get a lot of, um, as much as, you know, music, I mean, I I really don't, my visual art side of myself has really taken the back burner, um, since I've been doing music full time, but like, um, it's, uh, it gives me a lot of joy. It's another thing for me to focus on that's not um you know putting music together um that's but but it is part it has it plays a huge part of you know um being an artist is like what people see um absolutely and i just uh yeah uh so i love that but honestly like um a big part of it is it is resourceful like if i can do it myself then i can save money so I can pay my band a little bit more, you know, or just, you know, I, I'm still very much like just getting by, you know?
2: Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Proud,
3: yeah. And I'm proud that like, you know, I'm, uh, this is all I do, but I mean, mm. it's very much like, okay, we gotta be, we gotta plan. Yeah. <laughs> gotta really plan this out. Mm. Um. um
1: yeah,
2: so it's difficult because knowing yeah, uh, where to yeah. allocate all of that, especially I, I can imagine this mm-hmm. is, is hard because you want to make mm-hmm. sure that the people around you feel valued, that you feel valued for yes. your time. Yes. Um, and you, yeah. And you definitely don't need a stylist if you are, you know, doing such a good job. There'll be certain mm-hmm. moments where I'm sure if there's someone particular that you are dying to work with that has a vision that can elevate your own vision. I'm sure that that collaboration when it comes will be worthwhile. But for now being on the road, it's like, it's so difficult as is, you know, I don't even know Mm -hmm. how you would wash that dress that you wear like that thing looks like it looks like i, it, I mean how many do you have how you many of those do you it, have yeah. i have 4 yeah i can i can so imagine I change them out. yeah no i always i always think about that because You know, like I see people on tour all the time and then because I have to document it when I'm shooting sometimes. And then if I see Uh them in different countries wearing the same thing, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) that thing made it (laughs) made it so far eight months down the line. And it's not like turned to tissue paper, you know.
3: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's Some of them are getting to that point, like, okay, I have a little mini sewing kit with me and I have to like fix the seam (laughs) at the
2: armpit or on the back or, like. Yeah. It's definitely happening. That's amazing. What what was your first concert? What was the first show that you saw live? Hmm. I went with my neighbors to go see the monkeys
3: in elementary school, which (laughs) I had no idea who they were. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I grew up on oldies um, in the house. That's what my parents listened to. Um, I grew up on Motown, and my mom liked, you know, all the crooners like our, uh, Barbara Streisand and Natalie Cole and stuff oh like my that. God, so I love I was, I was definitely aware. I, I was into older music for sure, but I'd never heard of the Monkees. Um, I didn't really like it. I was like, uh, this is not quite my thing i think i i just naturally liked soul music because that's what was on in the house um but it, it was fun to go to such a huge it was in its massive amphitheater like the monkeys like what the yeah. hell like in the 90s yeah. like so weird that they were able to you know play this amphitheater i don't know to me um and um but that was my first that was technically my first show yeah, yeah.
2: I can't believe that I I I would I would have imagined something smaller, but I suppose mine also was something also huge. So and it's nice to experience one of those big concerts because then you really get to see the show as that, you know, massive blown out performance where obviously intimate shows is cool, but
3: yeah. Yeah, like observing, like all mm. these people are here to see this band. This one like, thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so, so, and then talk to me a little bit about obviously the the how things panned out. You did you you formed a band with Matthew when you were teenagers? Is that right?
3: Um, no, we battled against one another in a battle of the bands in high school. Oh, um, And okay. that, that's how I first met him. Okay. Um, and then when I left that band, he took my place.
1: Oh. So,
3: yeah, yeah. So it was always like, who's this Matt guy? Like, he was like a hippie, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was wearing a, like, Fake leather red pants and a Sid Vicious t shirt, and we covered Michael Jackson. Oh,
2: come on! (laughs) (laughs) Did you? What song did you cover? Do you remember? Yeah, we did beat it.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah. Did you
3: click? I played the keyboard.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's amazing. Oh, yeah, wow, oh, yeah,
3: wow. So, um, that's how we met, and then, um, from then I was 14. I was fourteen and um I think he was probably seventeen or eighteen. Um and then from there uh he started a band called The Great White Jenkins that I just mm-hmm. loved. And he was in college and he was to school in Norfolk, Virginia, which is just like basically Virginia Beach. Like it's very they're very close to one another. And um and uh I asked him to play my art show that I had in a senior year of high school and so he played that but he doesn't remember. He doesn't remember being there and playing Wait, my art doesn't?
2: show that I had. Oh, no. <laughs> no, maybe he was hey. super stoned. Yeah, probably just <laughs> probably just like taking a mental mental break in that one. Oh no. Okay, so he yeah, played your art yeah. show, and did you put, yeah, so you so performed was, with him?
3: Um, my band that I had at the time, Monchichi, played after, but he okay. had already left. Like he just like came in, played the sh- played our. You know, my art opening with yeah. all my paintings and stuff, and then left immediately. And, like,
2: <laughs> and also oh, but, now has chosen to forget he ever played that show. Maybe I know, he wasn't like, there. Maybe, maybe he I ad- have pictures. <laughs> you I have written pictures. I'm like, don't you remember? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> But then you, but you guys continued to work together. He produced uh, um, your debut. Okay, yeah. Many years later, so
3: you know, I had moved to Nashville. His band, The Great White Jenkins, would come and play Nashville, and I would always go. Um, And then, like from there, I would, you know, I talked to him after the show. He knew who I was. Like we were the only kids from that area of Virginia that were still pursuing music you know so like we kept we were keeping an eye on one another you know um so anyway i didn't know that he was producing music um until i was like 24 um, because a mutual friend from richmond who had moved to nashville asked me to sing backgrounds on his recording so i went to his house to sing some backgrounds and i was like wow this sounds incredible." who'd you do this with or who did this where he's like, Oh, I did with Matt White in Richmond. I was like, what? I know Matt White. We didn't realize that we both knew Matt White at that time. And uh, he was like, yeah, you should really hit him up. You guys are definitely on the same like wavelength musically. Like I had, I didn't really know Matt. Like I knew I liked his band. Um, I knew he had taken my place in the band that I'd left to join another band, you know? And like, but I didn't really know anything about who he was, his background, the kind of music that he likes. You know, I didn't know about his space bomb idea at all, like, because it was just an idea then. Um, and so I had emailed Matt because I was looking for somebody to record
1: mm. a
3: full length record with. And I was talking to a lot of people in Nashville at the time, and it just wasn't, nobody was under, everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, why do you want to make uh orchestrated like Dion Warwick record like yeah. <laughs> cuz this is the this is the age when like you, we can make a record so cheap like yes. like grimes you know it's just like you and like one other person and like you know and I did a lot of that like just working in the studio me playing everything like one other person playing drums or something and it just didn't it wasn't the sound that I wanted it, I I just like no this isn't the music that I want to put out like um I was like really into, like I want to make classic timeless music, you yeah. know. <laughs> like <laughs> challenging, you know. Um yeah. and so I emailed Matt and he never wrote me back. <laughs> Matt <laughs> I followed up with him. Followed up with him. God. <laughs> um and he, he was, eventually started writing me back. Um but I was like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, 2010, I think. Maybe 2009, 2010, and it's just like you know, I hear you're super into like brill buildings or I, I read an interview with you. You're into the brill building, songwriting, you're into stacks, you're into Motown. I'm like, that's what I love. You know, like <laughs> I think we should yeah. do this. And, um, but I also had zero money, you know, had nothing. Um, but, uh, so, you know, a year later or so, or, or maybe months later, not that much longer after, He saw me open for that mutual friend in Nashville because Matt was playing with that friend in his band to support that record they had done together. And I opened the show just by myself, and I was wearing this, like, silk, teal, um, polka-dotted long skirt and, like, long shirt thing that I got at a (laughs) thrift store. Yeah. Um, I loved that outfit. Um, Sounds uh, magical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just uh, playing by myself. And then after i was done he was like okay yeah we should definitely do a record together like let's talk about this and i was like finally
2: yeah he's a tough nut to crack i mean you've been following him for years he, he you know played on your show forgot about it i know <laughs> well i love that he like finally realized when he saw your you perform i think that that's great that that you know that was the thing that yeah. pushed him to take notice Although he could yeah, have made it yeah, easier yeah yeah <laughs> I mean whatever
3: <laughs> um, I think Matt Matt and I are like siblings you know, Yeah, know oh, we're from the same city weird music scene like mm. whatever you know yeah but I fi- but finally I think he's he you know he understands that I yeah I'm very serious and I have a I have a knack for it and so um yeah. anyway Um, then I started driving to Richmond and like doing pre-production with the guys and, um, a lot of long days, just like jamming and talking and listening to other music and just planning. Um, and then we finally put recording dates on the calendar, um, in late 2011, early 2012. And, um, yeah. And that's when it all started. Um, and we recorded most of it in Matt's attic in his house, and we did strings and horns and my vocals and at Trey Pollard's like really funny studio downtown Richmond that felt like you're in some weird office.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like fluorescent
3: lighting and like you know it was not the coziest studio space.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: but it worked. It worked, and we recorded on Logic. Not even oh, wow. Lo- oh, cool. logic. It was like yeah. tape and logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and um yeah, and, and uh that that was it. And and they did it all on spec. They did everything. I didn't spend a dime. I wow. had a Kickstarter that I did, but I used that Kickstarter money to um, you know, fund me not working at that time and yeah. driving and food, buying food for people. And yeah, so it was, um, yeah. Different. Cause it wasn't like a ton yeah. Of money. It was challenging.
2: <laughs> yeah. And especially yeah. because of yeah. where you are now, I can imagine looking back at those times. It's like, do you remember performing during those times? Like how, how much yeah. of playing live at that moment, especially when you were really just pushing along um, how much yes. of that felt like a creative act as opposed to, you know, just you getting up on stage? Because you had devoted your whole life, you have devoted your yeah. whole life to, to this. So how were those first mm-hmm. first performances for you?
3: Something that has changed, like, ever since, you know, I've been signed. And it's like, okay, this is your record. And this is the music that people... Are paying to see. I feel like before this, you know, yeah, I got signed, I was so experimental um, musically. And that's something I still very much am. Like, you can hear a shift from Mm, basically from record one and record two, um, because I think that's just who I am always exploring and I'm always trying to like challenge myself and the listener but like but, but 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 before and I think this all started because I went to a Flaming Lips concert in in high school and it blew my mind really? and it was just like and it really? was like <laughs> yes and I think Wade is when it all ridiculous. Started, like, yeah 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 uh, uh, it was the Yoshimi record they were touring on that yeah um and my my friend that I was in a band with we were in like a piano drums duo um, he was doing front of house for them. Like they were just at that time, they were just using the house front of house person. And so and so he got me into the show and wow. I got to sit, um, at the soundboard and just watch it the whole thing from the best seat in the house front to, you know, back. And yeah. I was like, this, they are having, this is like a visual artist musicians dream right here. Like, and just going for it experimenting being totally crazy and it works and so i think that ex- that sparked in me music can be anything and so fun and like i need to find out who i am and just i'm going to like throw everything at the wall and like not hold myself back like i was in so many bands i wrote really weird music. Um I was always drawing up weird costumes for me to wear. Like one time for my band um in Nashville, I bought all these black sweatsuits from, you know, mismatched from thrift yeah. stores and then I and then I um sewed all of these string beads, like silver string beads on the sweatsuits and then over the hoods. Yeah. So when you put the hood on it's just like a mask of string beads that (laughs) swayed and like like, one of those curtains
2: like the 70s like a curtain oh my god (laughs) okay yes and just like stuff like that
3: like making I was got really into making sets on stage I was making my most famous one was uh, a neon rainbow stalactite stalagmite cave oh um house show that i put on and i made the whole house into like this psychedelic cave and then i played a show and like incredible. invited all of my weird artsy friends yeah. and we did <laughs> to you walk know, into and, this um,
2: into the sci-fi wound yeah yeah <laughs>
3: yes with lasers and fog machines and like
2: that is five dollars so cool.
3: get yeah. in and, can, and i got a keg and yeah so i i was just like throwing everything at the wall um Um, and just trying to, I was like, I'm young and I have so much energy and just like trying, yeah. Like wanting to like make a statement, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. discovery and, Mm -hmm. um, and now, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, it's, I wear, you know, like for the past year I've been wearing, you know, we're all like doing this thing and it's, you have to make sure you, you don't, I can't, I can't go nuts like that anymore. You know? Um, I guess I could, but
1: yeah, um
3: but always like the biggest uh you know criticism I got living in Nashville was like, what are you doing here? like why aren't you in New York, or why aren't you in some like other city that understands you a little better, like who are you what? what are you doing? You know? And that was always, um, that's so
2: sad though, because obviously mm -hmm. there's a certain face to Nashville, but I certainly, you know, I certainly don't think that it, it has to be the same Mm -hmm. way forever. Like who is, who is dictating that? Like who are the big Um, loudspeakers? Yeah. Yeah.
3: People on the business side. Like I had, like, I'm like my musician friends and my art, art friends in Nashville, like, you know, Loved it. And I had my scene, you know, and it was like, I think people like would call on me to help them think of like ideas for like the next thing show, you know, like it was always planning for the next show, what we were going to do. And um, but like when like in terms of like being a business you know, or just like, what is this music like? Like all, I had all of this music, you know, and I'm like, see, I can write all this kind of music, and and people are like, I don't understand what you're doing. Yeah, you know, like I just
2: don't, get I don't it. know who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, but then you clearly found people who understood who you are because you didn't. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. toned down. Like you don't have uh, any sort of art direction on stage, but you have you have a certain aesthetic on stage now. It's definitely, you know, and it's definitely, Mm -hmm. do you feel like what you're doing live relates much more to your album, which I loved, by the way, it's one of my favorites ever. Um, Thank you. Your most recent one. Yeah. Do you feel like you have shifted the stage performance to match that tone in a way, or do do you feel like you could have gone any route?
3: I do have some limitations because I do love working with a band. Yeah. I love having live musicians up there and working with, so that limits me because most of my money is going towards paying for that, you know, with so many bodies on the road with me. Um, And, you know, I, I wish I could have, you know, a, trailer to like have, I would love to like build sets again and to like be like, and like put my visual side of myself to work more, you know, but I don't physically have this space or the financial, you know, to, 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 to support it. So on the road. Um, but I, I, but I did consciously like, okay, I can dress my band up. I can dress myself up you know, we can, I can like, I have a drum kit, I can make this thing, this keyboard case for my keyboardist. And like, just to make it look like, as expensive mm. and put together <laughs> as possible yeah. with yeah. very little with extremely mm. little. And I always like talk to the lighting guy before we play whoever we are, like, this is what I'm looking for. Um, You know, I'm very much like, I'm talking to the band constantly, like we should try this the next time, this and this and this, don't do that next time. Like I'm trying to keep it, you know trying to make it as big as possible with very little
2: little um, available, yeah. And as,
3: yeah, and as focused as possible. Um and I but I also I guess the difference between um like, you know, what I've been doing for this record cycle as opposed to the last one is I consciously wanted my show to be 100% more joyful. Mm. Um, I felt like Mm. with the last record, I was starting to feel really confined to being very um, just, just somber and like having to dive into those emotions every night. And I was just like, that exhausts me. And like, that is... I have that in me, but no, I think it's more important for me right now, politically, you know, as a, you know, in America, but also as a woman, to be a woman that is expressing herself in a joyful way and like this, not over the top, very much like, very much like, oh yeah, that could be me. Like, I'm like hoping like young women see me doing what I'm doing and I'm not this like massive pop star, but I'm very much on the same level, but just being like, you can do whatever the hell you want to do musically. You can be whoever you want to be. You don't have to be, you know, anyway, you know, you don't have to put yourself in these like categories. Um, And um, I wanted to, not play guitar as much. I wanted to be a front man and I wanted to get in people's faces and I wanted to feel the stage more. I wanted to be more present in my own body and like, and just be this vessel of like, (laughs) just trying to just be like, I want to make a statement by just being a hundred percent like myself. and, and, um,
2: yeah. Uh, but that's also very yeah, hard to I, do. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm, being introspective mm-hmm. and and writing those songs in the studio is one thing, but then actually going out and having mm-hmm. to feel heavy every night recounting those yeah. moments of the song that you wrote is yeah. is is a, is a very different thing. And I love what you said yeah. about um being more open because I definitely feel yeah. like a guitar although it's a wonderful medium in telling a story. Yeah is definitely, it can definitely put a space between you and the viewer, if if yes. wanting it to. You know, like you can open it yeah. and you can be open, but the fact that you dance around and you're much more open with the songs, yeah. it, you know, they, they, they are allowed to breathe in a very wonderful way now, especially through the band also. Um, and that's, yeah. that's an mm-hmm. incredible place to get to because then every night, if you're being, if you're having fun, you know, that's just going to make yes. things so much more palatable yes. for yourself. Are you going to be able to deal with this, with the shitty sides of things? Um, yeah. I can imagine. Because obviously a lot of your album, the political landscape, had an impact on your songs. So you don't want to oh. feel yeah. like that you can't express those feelings. Like just because mm-hmm. you feel down doesn't mean you need to be writing songs that match that feeling.
3: Yes, Yeah. I wanted to, interesting. you know, inspire myself first mm-hmm. and foremost when putting these songs together at the time. That's definitely what I needed. I mean, it was a very conscious, like, I'm making this into like something you can dance to, you know, or at least sway to or something or like mm-hmm. stomp around to. Um, I definitely was not feeling that way when we while Matt and I were like putting The record together I was feeling like I wanted to scream and cry and like be in darkness you know but I was like that's not helping me and I know that won't help others and Mm. so I have to make this and I you know I had to make this conscious decision like let's fucking just dig into you know music as a way to like propel us forward um mm. sonically mm. and so that's and that's I really tried very hard to do that
2: <laughs> I mean you succeeded um, that that album yeah. is so fucking great like seriously it's ridiculous I, I couldn't I can't Thank you. there's so much clear passion in like the fire or sisters or um yeah that, short court style there's yeah, like there's yeah. a lot of um <laughs> you know there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of moments that are really special um, and especially considering you. who you've yeah it's such a it's a pleasure to be able to tell you as well because i i just sometimes oh. uh, try and be very professional and i fail <laughs> i fail miserably but really it's it's such a passionate record and i feel like if people don't see you live They can't get the full effect like they can. But seeing you live and performing those songs just elevates it to a level. Yeah, that I didn't expect, you know, but I know that you you've performed with uh, another one that I love, Jenny Lewis. Mm -hmm. And um, you've performed now with Casey and I loved that uh, I will survive moment and yes. I felt like that that must have been really surreal for you to be able to not only perform with someone who I'm sure you knew of before she's gotten all this attention. She's she's been yes. in the scene for a while and she's just yes. so and she's excruciatingly talented. <laughs> um, I know. it's ridiculous. So how did that come about? Because the two of you together, it's such a it's a great that's a great mix as well of just where you both come from
3: yes and she's always evolving as well which Mm. i really i get really excited about artists who take chances and are trying to grow and uh, and discover new parts of themselves i think that is the most interesting kind of artist to me um as opposed to somebody that kind of sticks the same formula that works you know yeah um so i it takes a lot of um courage and um just thinking outside of the box it's a lot of it's it's a lot of work doing that you know and i applaud her for doing it so effortlessly um and also i love that she's a country artist that uh, is very outspoken politically because that is uh it's becoming more popular now um and i think a lot of it has to do with her i think she was one of the first artists on a major platform these you know in today's age that was outspoken about all sorts of things that she believes in that aren't, that are taboo in the country world, you know? And so, um, so that made me really excited to, to share the stage with her. Um, because yeah, I think that's really important. And, um, but, uh, yes, I have known her for a very long time. I have, um, a handful of friends in her band that were all in my band at some point or another. Um, back in the day in Nashville. So I've been following her career ever since it started because I felt very like, like, oh yeah, there's Kyle, there's Adam, there's the other Adam. And like, um, just there's Kai, like they all have played with me and and Kyle Ryan, her musical director is I wrote short court style with him. Like he's somebody that's very much in my life creatively. Um, and he's just a wonderful friend. Um, but, uh, so the, the cover you know, she asked me to open, um, mm. for the tour, I immediately said, yes, all caps. <laughs> and, <laughs> all caps, and, and, exclamation and, uh, box. Yeah. I exclamation <laughs> a lot, yeah. And, uh, and I just wrote to her on, you know, we had messaged each other on Instagram before, just like very casually, um. But I said, wow, like, thank you so much for asking me to open. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. She's like, oh, I'm just so happy that you said yes and you're doing it. Like, I'm such a fan. So I'm like, wow. that's cool. And then <laughs> and then she texted me um, two days before the tour started and, again, was just like, I'm so looking forward to this. Please let us know if there's anything we can do for you. Um, also, let's work up a groovy cover. and." So then I gushed back, of course, um, and then I was like, "Okay, well, just to get the ball rolling, how about I will survive?" And she was like, "That's perfect."
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, so Great. have you always? Easy. Wait, how did you? How did you decide on? Because you are, as you said, as a next to you being a musician and an artist, mm-hmm. you're also a fan. So how did? Was yes. that just something that you felt would suit the moment, or? Like, how did you yeah, how did you come uh, to that
3: song? Well it's, well, it's the ultimate feminist LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, kind of like you know, just a marginalized group kind of anthem. In mm-hmm. general, I think. I mean, it's when that song came out; it was so important culturally in America and mm-hmm. um, disco music. It was such like a cultural awakening in our country. Um, It's just, it was just such an important song. Um, and, uh, I used to sing that song in middle school. Um, I was part of this, uh, this show called rhythms of life. And we like went through the, um, the different eras of, uh, soul music and African American music. And, um, and I got the part to do it. (laughs) This like little 10 year old, 11 year old white girl, um and we would travel to different um high schools and perform it and my songs were I Will Survive and Donna Summers Hot mm. Stuff, which is hilarious. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and um and also some other ones, but those are my solos. Um and um I've just always uh, felt very connected to I Will Survive. Um it's I mean that is a song that has such a powerful effortless chorus that just anybody can relate to it and sing it and feel like it's lifting them up and and that song is just constantly evolving and um you know it's it's just it's always relevant that song is mm. always relevant and so mm. and she's such a uh voice in the lgbtq community um and i was like i think this would be absolutely perfect for us um and um and she's a feminist as well and um I, and and it worked it worked so well it came together so easily and it was so moving being out there, like I mean, first of all, she didn't have to ask me to step on her stage with her and perform. Like, how cool yeah. is that? Like, her <laughs> yeah. uh, her sharing her stage mm. with me, the opener. Like, mm. I'm just happy to be playing 40 minutes, you know, before in her. The but like, wow, yeah.
1: in the beginning,
3: yeah. yeah, like that's an honor in itself. But then, like, yeah, she's like, yeah, come on stage. Actually, come up from the back and walk down my stairs. Like, wow, okay, like. <laughs> You know, just like making me feel just like really was opening up her world to me, which was I was really grateful for. Um um and then just looking out into her massive audience who are all just like Screaming. losing
1: their shit. Like they're <laughs> yeah. all
3: like everybody is singing every word, or at least the chorus, dancing, people are in the aisles, all sorts of people, all different ages. And just everybody knows that song and is touched by that song and just, and feeling so, and I feel like that's the kind of song that is bigger than me and bigger than Casey and like bigger Mm. than even like Gloria. I mean, in a way it's like a real, and I feel like it's just a very important personal song to everybody. And it's like a spiritual song, you know, it's taken on a different life.
2: um, Absolutely. yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was just very surreal, um, being up there with her and witnessing that. Just looking out and and just knowing people are like just lifting people up. It just feels so good. <laughs> feels
2: I'm so sure, good. especially because of yeah. what you, you know, also getting access to not only her but her fans as well. It's such a mm-hmm. it's such a motion toward a bigger, you know, getting into a pop realm. And getting those, yeah. that kind of attention is is not easy. And the way that she's yeah. done it, I think, is so clever and so smart. And it sounds, yeah. from everyone that I've spoken to that's worked with her, um, she sounds like she does it in such a kind way, just as you do also. Yeah. You're, very, um, you're very focused on who you're working with and you make sure that you're working with the right people and you're not falling into yeah. a trap of just you know getting any name um and the kind of businessy sides of things um but so what did you do when you were what 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 did you do when you were done singing because there's so many like parts in that song other than just the chorus that are so impactful so like i can't can't even imagine how exhausted you must have been afterwards what did you do or maybe enlivened i don't know what kind of effect it had it had on you
3: it does take a lot out of you. I mean, cause I, you know, I had my set, you know, you play your 40 minutes set yeah. and I couldn't like change, I can't change or anything. I have to stay in my outfit. I mean, I guess I could have changed into my sweatpants that I wear in the van, but yeah. I don't think that would have <laughs> been what I would have wanted to see as an, uh, an audience no. member. <laughs> um, well, you could have. Yeah, I could have, I guess, but no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to stay in my like, hyper, you know, shiny, like power, power outfit, you know? Um, so I mean, it, it does like, it it does take a lot out of you, um, to just like give everything that you have on Mm -hmm. stage every night and especially singing, like having such an anthemic moment like that Mm -hmm. with so many people and like sharing the stage with an artist that you really admire and, um, wanting to support her as well and make her look and sound as good as she possibly can. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure she's thinking the same thing about me. Um, You know? um, Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's both. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's also so energizing as well. Like it's very inspiring. Like, okay, I have still a lot of work to do. Like, I want to have those moments every night, but mm. I need to get there first. Yeah, work, you know. Yeah,
2: and in in a yeah. weird way, I like, you know, even if you are playing in it to you know, you're playing to a different crowd, but not really. Um, yeah, it, it, within your songs, people feel those moments that are anthemic and are inspirational as well. So, you know, the, the, yeah. it's definitely touching. Uh, point where i feel like it's moving yeah. you know you're not you're certainly not going yeah. backwards you're doing you're doing yeah. such an amazing job but do you feel like Thank also you. obviously going on stage and having that uh, impact and being able to see a crowd like that go wild and then also performing mm-hmm. then on tv which i saw your uh, corden performance the other day which was wonderful that's such a different Thank medium you uh to you yes. know you have to there's so many logistic differences between a live stage performance and a tv performance um yes so how how did you feel yes. then how was that did you did you feel very comfy in that i was very
3: Calm and very just like
2: amazing.
3: I'm just I, you know, my manager was calling me like we got booked for that very last minute, Mm. so I only had like a week to prepare for it. Oh god. Um, yeah, which is totally cool. Like I'm fine with that. Um, you know, but it was, you know, my manager was like, "What do we do to make it as big as possible?" And I'm Mm. like, "I think I just want to do what we've been doing. I Mm. think I just want to get up there and be a band." and like be a unit together and just just relax into the song and just Mm. be a normal ass band (laughs) (laughs) like I thought about like maybe I'll get some background singers maybe I'll get some ribbon dancers like the like Mm. the uh music video but Mm. then I was just like no I I want to do what I do like and what I have been doing and Mm. I think that's good enough right now um, so especially I was going through some heavy stuff with the, um, you know, the, the news at that time, um, somebody in the music community that, uh, at one point I was very close with it, like, it was just like, I was, I was, exhausted. Oh, right. I was just like, yeah. I was just like, I was exhausted and I was just mm. like, I'm glad I'm getting out of bed right now. And so I'm, mm. I, and I, yeah, I just want to go to LA mm. with my friends and get up there and just, just do what
2: you know. be a yeah. band yeah a
3: fucking band and and I and and I think we did that um yeah I was, I was very proud of everybody and we were very calm the whole time and it really helped having I love Reggie Watts and his yeah. band's energy <laughs> so, so much yeah. <laughs> I feel like mm. I'm I understand them so well like where they're coming from as just like these art, w- crazy artists, musician, dorks, you know? Like, yeah. You're like, on my level.
1: Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and really having them, like, are,
1: yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Having them right there, I felt very just anchored. Like, oh, yeah, I got my people over there. Like, there's all these cameras and crazy. This is crazy around me. And also James Corden is such a music lover. We all know that. And that made me feel really comfortable, too. It was like, I'm in, I'm in my element here. You know, I'm in this weird platform of TV and it does feel very unnatural. But but it's also like I have people around me that get what I'm doing and that's all I need right now. Yeah. You know?
2: I did. I'm sorry so, about that yeah. whole thing. I didn't even uh, I, I, I knew that you had obviously worked with him, but I didn't think of. Uh, even approaching the subject you know I, oh I, yeah I, you know we I, don't I, have to talk about that. no i'm sure i I, just, <laughs> nice. I wanted to ask if you wanted to talk about it i, I feel like everybody mm-hmm. is feeling a lot of effects but i didn't like have people asked you about it just because you were the one of so many you know that's being close so did people mm-hmm. approach you about that because i feel like oh, everyone's yeah. Been, oh yeah
3: um well not 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 in um the press by any means, mm-hmm. but just like friends. Yeah, I've gotten, a, you know, it's getting a lot of um texts.
2: Yeah, and
3: a lot of just like wow. let me know if you need anything. And and the, and then my close friends in Nashville, which mm-hmm. has been that's been the best part about moving to Nash back to mm-hmm. Nashville is I was here for so long. It's such like a pivotal time in my life. You know, Absolutely. my twenties.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: so I made a lot of like just of those friends with those deep connections that have been with me through you know the growing years and yeah that um i feel like a lot of girlfriends so they would come over and just Mm -hmm. hang out with me um because my my partner my fiance is on the road right now and was on the road um when that all went down um oh gosh so that was really comforting um and yeah and now i've had some really good like distractions like Corden, and um i have a show with casey tomorrow and um and my best friend came into town to hang out with me and so I you know from New York so it's there's been a lot of um support and been talking to a lot of the other the other girls involved Mm. and that has I realized uh I never processed it so I just shoved it away as deep as I could I just wanted it to go away um so desperately it's just like I want to forget that even happened I'm so embarrassed and ashamed and like how did that fucking happen to me? And, um, so I was like, I'm, I'm like, that was so crazy getting swept up in that. I'm so much better than that. Um, and, uh, like, and I found my person Mm. through it and, you know, and I I feel like, well, it led me to this person. And maybe if I hadn't gone through all of that terrible stuff, Mm. I wouldn't have been able to appreciate how incredible, my partner is You know Maybe You know You have to like Find the <laughs> Silver lining You know um, Yeah But, uh, but you also can be yeah. like
2: it, It's fucking shit I don't know What happened to you it And I certainly shit. Don't want yeah. to pry I think mm-hmm. other people May want to Find out what happened mm-hmm. But like If you want to Tell mm-hmm. me you can But I'm certainly Not going to Force it out of you Because mm-hmm. you know Reliving yeah. stuff Is your own story Yeah
3: I I was uh, Well I will tell you I was interviewed um, twice, and I just decided in the end that he had done enough damage and he had done enough emotional, given me enough emotional turmoil. Um, exactly. in that very yeah. short period of time, that, that that all went down. It was like it was like maybe like seven months, maybe, yeah, but like it was maybe six, actually six, but it felt like 20 years. It of felt
1: course.
3: like it felt like. Hell. Um, it was definitely the like worst part of my life that mm. I've lived so far. Oh, and um gosh, I'm
2: so sorry. and I was
3: just like and I'm like, I don't wanna give that I don't wanna attach you know, here I am talking about it, but it's like I didn't want I didn't want to be in that article. I didn't want to yeah. be I was just like I I it was it's and it's complicated because I wanted to I was so confused because it was like I just wanna why can't we just be boyfriend, girlfriend? Why are you making this so difficult to put it very lightly? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) to put that very lightly, but I just thought like, well, it's just complicated. I mean, he's, um, obviously very mentally ill. I think, I think he's very mentally ill. Um, but, um, and there's a part of me that did love him. He loved a certain part of him. Like, you know, very charming, very funny, very obviously extremely smart and I really admired that and there's also like but it was also just getting swept up and manipulated and um, and there's like the the evil side yeah you know the definite the evil side yeah the monster yes so um, and that and I I just didn't know somebody like that existed in the world because I'd never, witnessed i never surrounded myself with people like that like you know um so it was embarrassing in the end to just be like wow i can't believe i got myself into that like what would the fuck happen? then i know know that it's not you
2: know now that it's not you can't be embarrassed like i understand that shame Mm -hmm. um but you you can't Mm -hmm. you can't ever know the, the way that they do that they are masters at being manipulative Mm -hmm. and there's a reason Mm -hmm. it's because they get away with it because of how good they are at it It, it's you know it's it's not it's (laughs) it's almost like the other person doesn't exist so Mm -hmm. obviously you existed in that point Mm -hmm. but that's all you probably were doing Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. whatever decisions you were making I, Mm -hmm. i i i hope you don't feel shame now just because mm. everything i can't, I can't even imagine how yeah. many people has ha, have been affected as well and that article mm-hmm. came out and so much more came out after that as well but he had a right. huge appeal and i understand uh, i understand why you know people were around him and mm-hmm. you also look mm-hmm. for the goodness in people you know yeah uh, it's that's, that's how the it's that's yeah. who he preys on as well mm. But I'm, Mm -hmm.
3: yes, well, I'm glad that you, it's astonishing how he, he surrounded himself with such good people. Like he knew what he was doing.
2: Yeah, exactly. You
3: surround yourself with scumbags and it's easier to point out a scumbag, but
1: Mm. (laughs) I guess, you know.
2: And it's so, so much. It's yeah. so much more complex because you know the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, and and then calling mm-hmm. people out, and that came became so bloated. But that the way that the movie industry and Hollywood work, it, it really is top down. And I feel like the music yeah. industry is so much more complex. You know, that you, if you're calling one person out, you should be calling the manager, the tour manager. The people in the band you know for watching that behavior and not doing anything about it um well what's what's you know. uh
3: crazy is he was manipulating them just as much as yeah other people
2: yeah and exactly. um yeah. i
3: know for a fact well i i can't speak for everybody on his mm. team but mm. the people that i do know personally i also know that they were you know kind of conned and like he held his power over them to control and only share he's a um, just a massive liar so just like people didn't know what to believe people didn't know exactly what was going on ever there's just like he created this like tornado of chaos around him all the time it's like oh Ryan's just crazy Mm. you know um, Mm. no one really knew what was going on so I will give them even though I do agree with that um, and I think people should be more aware, have their, have their, um, you know, uh, yeah, just be trying to like try to see through all of the bullshit. I know, but it's it's such a unique case, such a unique situation, you know? Um, And like I said, you know, I I know the women that he seeked out are really Mm -hmm. good people. Like, Mandy, Phoebe, Courtney, like Gosh, these yeah. these women I know personally. I know mm-hmm. and they are amazing, beautiful people and so kind. Um Karen, um and you know, she spoke out afterwards. Um but um and uh but the same with the musicians in his his band. You know, um I don't know all of the musicians in his band as well as I know others, but like mm. I've known one of them since I was 13 years old. And that guy is an incredible person and just and just kind of didn't know. I talked to him on the phone and he didn't know
1: what wow. to believe.
3: He was like, all the women that were around were these, like, really smart, cool, talented women. And, mm. like, if I would have known, I, you know, I definitely would have been out of there. Like, you know, he just... He's like he's like we're like you know he only told me so much and he told me something different than he told other people of you know course, like, yeah it, it, and, that's and classic so yeah and and then money money is a huge power mm-hmm. play and like mm-hmm. and uh, he definitely used that to his full advantage so um, you know it, it's it's complicated it is so mm-hmm. complicated mm-hmm. and nuanced um, so but I'm glad that a uh, light has been shown on it to to just like be like. This is wrong, mm. and it doesn't have to be this way. And most, like, music is already fucking hard. Like doing
1: this
3: yeah. job, like, and and I'm glad that it's uh, it's being like called out because it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah. those people. And honestly, yeah. a lot of it was out of fear too, because I I didn't know who else was being interviewed. I didn't know the mm. extent of how exactly. terrible things actually were. And, um, and, uh, I was just, all I knew was how he pushes his power around how, um, persistent and aggressive and, um, how low he goes. Um, that's all I knew. Um, so I was like my career, I've worked so fucking hard to get where I am and to be a person of, integrity and i don't want i i just i don't want him to destroy that you know um absolutely because he's already yeah um totally yeah you, say, already done enough
2: yeah and absolutely so,
3: yeah and it's also just like i worked also i worked so hard to i mean i shoved it down I, I don't know if i did it the healthiest way but um it's like i moved on i moved on it took so long to uh, finally feel normal again um, and uh, opening that door back up just was not what I wanted. Um, mm. So, um,
2: yeah, I'm sorry we're doing like that now no, as well. I mean, I could have yeah. said
3: no. Like, obviously, um, I think talking to all the other women um, and processing everything um, more uh, deeply and just opening myself up to. Thinking about what actually happened and not just like putting it in shoving it in the past um, uh, has been really good for me. It has been, um, but it was so painful. Like I, I just like wasn't. Sure. I felt sick, nauseous, sick to my stomach yeah. for days. Um, but um, but I'm just really pleased to know that um, there are. I'm not, I wasn't alone because that's how he does. I mean, uh, you know, Mandy mentioned that in in the Mm -hmm. article just saying he makes you feel like it's all your fault and it's solely on you. And this is only you that is experiencing this and making him this way. Um, which, uh, which is how I felt. I felt like, Oh, like it's all me. This is Mm -hmm. because of me, he's lashing out and he's, Acting insane and making my life hell, um, and and uh, um. Would and you I'm now know that, that?
2: Yeah, it absolutely was it, not you at yeah, all. Yeah, not me. Yeah, which makes I'm yeah. sure can, will make mm-hmm. you feel even smaller because when something isn't about you, that's also very offensive and disgusting mm-hmm. behavior. But you know, yeah. I don't even I don't really want to mention that you know his mental health issues because. When somebody goes right. for so long unchecked, I can't really use that as the reason he may have right. it, or he may, but my sympathy is not towards right, him exactly. and his issues. My sympathy is towards you and other women who felt yeah. uh, victim to that and not victim as in right. uh, I am helpless, as in you were the yeah. collateral damage to his, mm-hmm. you know, disgusting, whatever he Behavior. was trying to do. I no, don't ever want to focus on that or figure out what he ever wanted to do. Um, right Mm -hmm. but I do appreciate you get it it just sounds really healthy how you've processed it now and even if you did Mm. you know push it down it doesn't however you choose to how do you know how to deal with stuff like that as you said you would never met anybody like that like what what are the tools you know you're not when you're born you're not given Mm -hmm. like a starter pack for fucking (laughs) terrible disgusting human beings you know, exactly. <laughs> it's like, we don't exactly. know how to like you malfunction almost because it's just so unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I really do respect yeah, you. And yeah, I'm so sorry. that, yeah, that and, happened. and
3: because, and because of the experience, like I said before, in in this interview, like mm. I only, I mean, I, I've always had that knack to always only work with people that I trust that are kind of in my network and my web already. Mm. Um, but that is like, even more so absolutely. Like, hang oh, yeah. on to those people that um have you know love me and and um understand me and are here to support and um you know not take advantage of me um totally. that totally. is totally and and vice versa like you know I yeah it's just like we are 100% here for each other and like and I feel safe and comfort confident to um be creative and and keep doing this and keep putting myself out there. You exactly,
2: know? I think that's so, the best. Yeah. That's the most. That's the most important mm-hmm. part of this is that it doesn't allow you to stop what you're doing, which is heartbreaking to hear that some woman stopped what yes. they were doing. It stopped their careers. I, I can't. It, it makes my insides like yeah. It's, I know. It's so know. painful to hear that one and person that had that effect yeah and all the time that happens all the time but you yeah. you you didn't stop yeah. and like god you got better you know it, it, like you 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 went and made thankfully yeah yeah thankfully you got out of yeah. that and yes. I definitely understand mm-hmm. why you're so picky about who you let in and i hope that you continue mm-hmm. because it isn't about <laughs> like oh there's a reckoning and now everyone can relax it's it's certainly that behavior is systemic it's it's part of how the industry has you know it's it's what the industry's Mm -hmm. allowed to happen it's going to take a long time to change that
3: yeah definitely but so
2: what do you what do you feel yeah what do you feel something creative then that you haven't done yet that you'd like to do What, what, Mm. what else is there? Like, I'm sure you have a lot of ideas, um, but what is something that you really are not looking forward to, but Mm. something that you really kind of, you have that urgency to, to work on?
3: Mm. Definitely a bucket list, um, would be touring, um, certain cities that make sense for me, Mm. um, with, uh, with an orchestra, and having all my music orchestrated—that's um, something that I would <laughs> love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe touring with one other person that could conduct them, um, and then just working with the local um, orchestras in the in the city. That is something that, like, bucket list I would love to do. Um, I would love to go to Brazil and work with all of the um, tropical. Like, there's a bunch of amazing musicians um, that are still alive down in Rio and mm-hmm. Sao Paulo and um, part of like the Tropicalium movement. I would love to record something with them. I would love to tour in Mexico, um, in South America in general. There's so much that I want to, want to do. Um, um, yeah, it, 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 it never stops. Um, um, you know, like this is what I want to do. I started dipping my toe into writing for, Film. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, wow. And I've really been enjoying that. Like Mm -hmm. um, Kyle Ryan, um, he's again, he's Casey Musgrave's musical director, but he's also just a super old friend in my life mm. and collaborator and we wrote all the music together and recorded it together just the two of us, um, for a new TV series on FX that should be coming out in March. Um, Amazing. and I really hope, yeah, that opens up some more avenues for me to do that. Um, cause that are was, you, are, so
2: are you allowed fulfilling. to, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Are you, are you allowed to yeah. re- in, uh, say the name of the series or is it still? Yeah. in the No, um, I,
3: yeah I think I can yeah it's called O oh, Jerome No and okay. it's actually um my friends uh, Alex Karpovsky and Teddy Blanks um they asked me to that's where shortcore style came from they asked hey. me to score the music for their short film and um and then the short film got picked up by FX because they loved it so oh, much wow. and then they were like hey Natalie do you want to just write the music for the whole series <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I really lucked out um, oh my god yeah it was a dream scenario definitely one of those it's who you know <laughs> kind of uh situation no but, but you've
2: proved yeah. yourself with your work as well I mean, yeah yeah you, yeah they wouldn't have you know that's like, true you were fully capable you're yes. fully capable of doing that that's amazing yeah. so you scored yeah. the whole series yes
3: yeah yeah Oh my god. Real and we did it so quickly like I flew in from Germany mm. um Kyle flew in from Africa we took one day to kind of regroup and then we got went went into the studio every single day for like 12 hours before christmas and then we went on tour
1: my gosh
3: (gasps) wow it was really intense but we did it we did it yeah
2: do you feel like that kind of uh, focus and and doing it so quickly helped the process as well like not dragging it out so that you had time to edit and think about you know what you were doing wrong
3: I, th- I think so. Yes. Um, mm. She's like, okay, that works. Moving on. We have to fill up, you know, <laughs> there's so ah, much music that we had to so write hard. so quickly. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I would have liked maybe uh, at least two more weeks, <laughs> but
1: we didn't have two yeah. more weeks.
3: So um, mm. just so we could like go back and edit, you know, some things, mm. but it is what it is. And Yeah i mean i think i think we did a really great job there's some really fun stuff in there like we were both just laughing like, whoa, I think this is our best work. And it like, the, <laughs> you know, you but
2: come a But you up said really you're such cool a visual stuff. person. Yeah. yeah, and yes, you, exactly. And, and I love that you started to do that. That opens up such a different world. You just, you're mm. going to take over. That's what's going to happen. You're just going to take <laughs> over shit. I mean, this is so great. I'm so glad to hear that you did this. Because yeah. it really is a different, um, it really is a different medium All, completely but it allows you to explore like you did when you first started making music i can imagine going yes. into something new mm-hmm. allows you to, to to kind of work that different part of your brain that's yeah kind of hungry for it so exciting yeah.
3: for me and rejuvenating and yeah definitely